So, all of you visitors, get ready, because this is going to be real different than what you're used to. You're going to leave here and go, whoa, that was actually good church service. We've had people walk in here before, and they go home, and they go, I didn't even fall asleep. That's good. I'm glad. Now you got to go home and catch up. I had something happen to me this week, and because of that, even though it's Thanksgiving week, I had a sermon called Attitude of Gratitude talking about, you know, being thankful. But the Lord began to deal with me again, and I'm starting to realize that now I need to start telling the media, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just obeying God. So, so he, he asked me to do something, and I want to talk about the power of a positive desire. And, and I want, I'm doing this because there's things in you God wants to do, and you're hindering him. You're going to get, you and I are going to stop hindering God. You're not waiting on him, he's waiting on you. And there are some things you and I need to make adjustments so he can do what he wants to do, which is way beyond what you could ask or think. And because of that, in the last two or three days, I had, I had a, a, a real powerful prayer answered, and I was going to share it with you a little bit during the offering. The Lord said, why don't you just preach the whole sermon on it and forget your sermon? I said, well, that sounds good to me. Let's do it. Because I think it's good for you to hear about God answering prayer. Now, especially when it's very specific. In other words, what happened had to be God. There was no way, it's, there's no way to put it together that he wasn't in it. And those are the kind of things I want you to hear because I want you to leave going, well, if he did it for him, he'll do it for me. That was the whole point. When Jesus walked the earth, when they heard about people being healed, people went, wait a minute, that could happen to me. And I want you to understand that what God's doing for other people, he'll do for anybody. So Mark 11, 20, 24, I'm going to read this out of the King James. And I'm going to make an emphasis on something here. And we're, and we're going to stay on this for a little while. Jesus said in 23, he said, uh, I say to you, whatever, whosoever say this mountain, be, be removed and cast in the sea and not doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say will come to pass. You'll have what you say. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. There is nothing worse than watching a Christian who doesn't get their prayers answered. There's nothing worse. Here, here's the reason why. You come into church, we know you love God. Somehow or another, you think that because you love him, that he's going to automatically answer your prayers. Not so. And because of this mindset, and this is in, this is in every denomination out there, that God picks and chooses what he does, when he does, and how he does it. That is not true. That's a lie. Think about what I just said. Because that's being preached in 99% of the churches in America, and it is not true. People are sitting around waiting on God, and because they're waiting on God, they look Sunday morning, they just come in, I just love the Lord, I just love the Lord. But we can tell by looking at your face, you're not getting your prayers answered. And, and you need them answered. And, and so here's how you translate that. Maybe he doesn't love me. Well, you never know what God will do. That's a lie. Well, wait a minute. If God is a good God, and he is a good God, and if he answers prayers, what is wrong with me? Maybe nothing. Maybe it's the fact that you're not going by the book. I want to read this to you again. I want to show you a word. Therefore, I say to you, Jesus is talking to you. Whatever you desire. There's nothing in that statement about God's will. Come on, folks. That's, I understand what the church is teaching, but it, that is not what Jesus taught. What they're teaching is not what Jesus said. Jesus said, whatever 
you want. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's amazing. We could talk about the story of the man that they brought, they brought the, the, you know, they brought, the man brought the man that was, uh, the, the kid that was epileptic to the disciples and they couldn't cast the devil out. Now they believe in healing because they've been out doing it. That these people are not, this is not their first rodeo. They've been doing this for months with Jesus. So they've got a faith failure. And Jesus did not. So the man comes to him and he, he says, I, I, I brought my son to your disciples and they couldn't heal him. He said, if you can do anything. And Jesus threw the statement back in that man's face. He didn't say, if it's God's will. He didn't say anything about the will of God. But yet, that's the primary teaching in America today. What is God? Everything is God. He's running everything. If he, if he is, it's, he's got it in a mess. He's got the whole world messed up. If he's running everything, he is really not doing a very good job. We need to have a talk with him. People dying, people dying of cancer, and people getting run over by cars, and, and God's doing it? I don't, I don't think so. So they bring this, this child to Jesus. And the man said, if you could do anything, and Jesus said, if you can believe it. And he threw the responsibility back on the dad. All right, let's come over here and look at this word, because I want to show you something. Because, it, because we've been taught, not, don't even get near desire. I mean, couldn't we covet? Couldn't we lust? After something God doesn't want us to have? Well, apparently he didn't say anything about it. So let me, let me share with you something. I understand that lusting after women is wrong. Except for mine. I lust after mine. Okay, I'm going to come on. She wants me to. See, when, when she walks in the room, I go... Turn the AC on, baby. <laughs> Why is that? Now, see, there's nothing wrong with me having strong desires. Just make sure it's the woman you married. Amen. So we've taken the word desired and made it a bad word. It's not a bad word. Just don't desire someone else's wife. Just desire yours. She wants you to. Men, try it. You'll get dinner tonight, I guarantee you. I mean, you, I, I want you to chase her around the house and go, Woo, I'm glad we got an AC that works in this house, woman. You are hot. You melt ice cream when you walk by it, baby. You say, I wouldn't talk to my wife that way. That's why your marriage ain't going so good. But is, am, I, am I right in saying that? Is desire wrong? No, no, the, it's not wrong. The word desire is a great word. God made you desire. He gave you the, he gave you the desire to, to have desires. That means there's things you want. And there's things you want strongly. Or if they're not, you will never get it. Amen. Amen. Come on, I'm doing pretty good. There, that is the issue. How, how bad do you want what you want? Now, now uh, let's talk about healing for just a minute. There are some of you that if you just hurt halfway, you'd be happy. That's what you'll have, halfway healing, because that's the point that you're happy. But some of us, I'm not happy with halfway healing. I don't want to be. I don't. Well, you're 66. Shut up. <laughs> My kids go, in your day. I go, let me tell you something, Hot Rod. I ain't dead now. It's still my day. Not only am I better looking than you, I'm smarter than you are. And I have more money than you do. This is my day. I'm so tired. I, I, I think old age is overrated. <laughs> but you know, it's, now listen to me. Jesus said it. Think, think about this. 
whatever. What a statement. Whatever? Is he joking? Is he up there going, <laughs> well, he's going to pray and we're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to shaft him real good. He's going to run around and we're going to make him miserable. Is that, is that what you think he's like? He's not. He said, whatever. That's a big, are you serious? Whatever. Somebody made a statement to me one time. You, you married out of your league. I said, I did. It takes intelligence to do it. You sit there and tell me I can't have my desires. Are you telling me I'm second class? Well, if I am, my faith is working. It's amazing how God took a second class man, gave him a second class woman. And a first-class church. Now, in, let's read it again because I want you to get this word. Look at this. Whatsoever you, not me, not what I want, what do you want? Now, folks, that's a, that's a sickum. You go, baby. What? Do, tell me what you want and let's just see if I'm big enough to do it. I mean, that's, that's a heavy statement. Whatever you desire. Well, we've, we're almost afraid to desire. I don't want to get your hopes up. I want to get your hopes real up. You know the sad thing about when you stop being a kid? You stop dreaming. When I go off, I'm going to be a fireman. I'm going to be a policeman. I'm going to be a school teacher. By the time you get older, you're going, I just hope I make it through the day. <laughs> and you're, 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 you're already dead. You just haven't fallen over yet. <laughs> Whatever you desire when you pray, believe you take them and you shall. You shall have it. What a, what a powerful statement. When Justin was younger... My son, Justin, not this Justin right here. This is another Justin. Bunch of Justins in there. He was working at Friday's, and he came to me, and he said, Dad, I, I don't make enough money. Now, listen to what I said to him. I said, well, how much do you make? I think it was 7 or $8 an hour. He said, 8 bucks an hour. I said, okay, how much? Well, and I read Mark eleven twenty three, and I said, how much do you make? He said, $8 an hour. I said, let's read it again. Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it. I said, how much you make? He goes, $8 an hour. <laughs> I said, Jesus said you can have what you say. He went, I said, how much you make? He went, 10. <laughs> I said, okay. Within three months, and Josh Brown will tell you this is true. He, 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 listen, let, let me, don't tell God how to do it. You're not the performer. You're the believer. You, you got to leave. They, there's some part of it. You just got to leave to God. That's his business. Well, the Pentair hired him, and I think they started him about 10 bucks an hour. Well, I, I called him one day, and I said, how much you make an hour? He gets $10 an hour. I said, really? I said, how much you make an hour? And he goes, $10 an hour. I said, really? I said, how much you make an hour? And he said, 14 <laughs> And he, start, he started catching what Jesus said. And he's been using it. So he, Justin and I have what we call a desire wall. And what we do is whenever we want something, we go on the internet and we find a picture of it. Now, we're going to talk about getting very specific. You need to get specific. Now, that, that's a hard word for Georgians to say because we say Pacific. I found out that's an ocean. <laughs> so I have to think when I say the words, God wants you to get specific with him. Now, he took me back to this statement. How long do you think God planned a cardinal? A lot. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. I was watching one one day that flew up. One of the, the male, the, the, the red one. And I went, what, what, a, what, a, what a beautiful bird. 
That thing is so pretty. And I got to thinking, how big is his heart? How long is his wings? You know, God didn't just go, uh, bird bee. I wonder what I made. He didn't do that, did he? No, he had to have thought it through. And this is what I'm going to get with you today. Are you thinking through where you want to go? How detailed are you getting with your, with your praying? Because that's where we're going to go today. I want you to start detailing down so that when it comes, you go, that was God. So um, because I have a situation, when I pick up guest speakers, none of them liked my Tacoma. Mary Fran didn't like climbing in it. Shekinah glory always has enough luggage to be in France for months. So we have to carry the truck and Lisa's Honda to pick them up at the airport. And I want you to understand that when they get in my truck, we always say, are y'all comfortable? And they're going, yes. They're lying through their teeth. They can't, they can't wait to get out of it. Because it really, it was designed for me to go hunting, it's my truck. Really, wasn't. I didn't put a lot of thought into guest speakers, but I but I started thinking about it because they all complain. So I thought, well, you know what? We could rent a car. So here's the catcher. I started driving to Louisiana. And we started renting a Cadillac, the 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 big SUV thing. What's that? The Escalade. Oh God! You ride in one once. You get back in the truck and you go, this is not God. <laughs> So I started, I, started, I started really thinking, it, wouldn't it be nice if we just had something? Then I started thinking about the gas, and the Lord started dealing with me. So anyway, long story short, Justin made me, he went online and got me some pictures. Now, I, I always do this when I want something. You ought to see Justin's new house. It's, on, it's in his office. He's got, he's got six acres. For a boy, he's rich. But he doesn't know it yet. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Eight acres of prime land in Lake County. He's got money, but it's all in dirt. So he was real smart to do that. And he lives in a little tiny home on it. It's 600 square feet. But, but he's got everything he'll ever need for life. Anyway. So he's got a house, but it's on a piece of paper. Because there's something about our imagination. The way God, for whatever reason, the church has thrown away godly imagination. You can't believe God without using your imagination. I mean, what does your manifestation look like? Do you even know what you want? I mean, this is what I'm telling you is very, very powerful. Because if it's up to me and my desires, I must have a desire, and I must know what it is. Yes, sir. That's right. So for the last several months, and I talked to Zach, and I climbed in his truck. Now, you don't want to climb in his truck without a ladder. <laughs> and you got to take oxygen with you when you get up in there because it's so high. And I looked at him, and I said, I don't think this will work for Mary friend. So I sat down, and I started looking at tundras, not Tacomas. And um, I went online and I checked out every one of them. I checked out the Limited. I, I checked out the uh, SRD model, the Pro Series. I called all the people to lift the truck. If you get the Pro Series, and I know you all want to know this. The men do. The women don't care. No. you got to take all the stuff you paid for and throw it in trash while they lift it. And I'm thinking, well, I don't want to pay for something and throw it away. So I, so I, I, I see, I'm trying to tell you, I, I needed to pray Specifically, and I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna show you in a minute why I why I do this. Because if you don't know what you want, how does God know what you want? All right. Now I'm gonna read a story here. Are y'all ready? This story changed my life years ago when I read this story. Now I have lost the place. Years ago, when I read this story, it was Dr. Paul Youngie Cho, and he, he, he started praying for certain items, and he didn't get them. 
Uh, I'm going to find it here. It's going to come up. Prayer is, is petition. Now, I'm going to read this to you because this story is going to change your life. If you're younger in here today, I'm fixing to show you how to make it further than you ever would have in life just by praying. Don't throw your Christianity away. It's better than getting a job. It's better than college. I didn't say don't go to college, but learn to pray before you go because it'll be more valuable to you with an education than without it, okay? So if anything, learn to pray. Learn how to get a hold of God and learn how to get him to answer your prayers. All right. Now, Paul Young Cho is... um, he said, I learned his principles early in my ministry. He said, in the beginning of my ministry, I was single. I lived in a small room. In the winter, I would wrap blankets around myself. I had no heat. I preached the things I saw in Scripture concerning God's abundance. I found myself in a predicament. If God is so good, and if he has such great abundant resources, why am I so poor? So ask yourself this. Why are you where you are? No, don't condemn yourself. Don't stay there. Just say, I'm moving on, moving on up. This is a question many, especially in the developing world, are still asked. I decided I needed three things. Since I had no way to visit my members, I need a bike, bicycle. Having nothing to place my Bible on, I need a desk. And with a desk, I need a chair. These three items were very small to us today, but 40 years ago, they were very rare in our area. However, in complete confidence, I asked my Heavenly Father for three items, a bike, a desk, and a chair. Month after month, I repeated the petitions to God, feeling that continually requesting the same thing, he would finally hear and answer me. That is the way 999.9% of the people pray. And it's wrong. And, and that's where your defeat, you're going, I mean, I'm asking, I'm praying, I love God, I'm praying, I go to church. And nothing's happening, Pastor. And you don't want to say it because you don't want to be the odd man out. Pastor, this doesn't work. I mean, I love Jesus. And I'm telling you, if I've had a prayer answered, I don't know it. And yet people sit in church and they love the Lord, but, but things aren't working for them and they don't know why. They relate it to maybe God doesn't want me to have it. Maybe I'm coveting or maybe he doesn't love me. You don't think about maybe you're not praying right. There's things spiritually that work. The law of lift works if you work it. You don't have to pray every time you get an airplane. They're using laws. Faith is a law. It works every time you use it, no matter who you are. But maybe there's a law we need to learn. Okay? I'm teaching it to you right now. I repeated these petitions, feeling that by continually requesting the same thing, he'd hear me. Yet, after six months, I became very discouraged. God, I know time means nothing to you. Yet, I really need these things now because perhaps you plan on taking a lot longer in answering my request. But if you take too long, I'm going to be dead. (laughs) And I won't need a desk or a bike. Now, he's praying honestly. Finally, God steps in and talks to him. And I heard a still small voice said, son, I heard you the first day you prayed six months ago. He said, why didn't you give them to me? I said, he said, you asked me for a bicycle, right? God continued. There's a lot of bikes. What kind do you want? There are different desks made. What kind of wood do you want? What kind of chair do you want? What? You hadn't given me any specifics. Now, why is that important? Lisa and I are building an addition to our house. There's only one issue we're having, only one. She'll come along and say, I want to do this. And I go, whoa, that's not on print. You do your thinking before you start. Don't come along and change anything after we begin. And, and she's real sweet. She's, so some of the stuff she's doing, like decoration stuff and house, she had to do all that she wants. But, but you got to do your planning to start with. If you want answers to prayer, you need to do your planning and, and, and do all of it before you ever go in the throne room and go, uh, I've come in here today. I have the name of Jesus. I've got something I need. And you need to be confident. See, my faith didn't work for me because I couldn't justify a bigger truck until... I saw Mark Hankins trying to get in it. 
and he looked like he was putting a sardine can on. And I started going, this isn't right. I mean, I got, now Mark is getting in my truck and and he looks at me and says, why don't you get you a bigger truck, you know? And, and I, and I got, and I, I brought him in my office and I said, here's my truck in Jesus name. And he said, well, go buy it. Now I needed to hear those words because I've been praying about it, but see, I hadn't really pulled the trigger on this thing yet because I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of want, you know, vacillating. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you know what you want, but yeah, I just needed to, you know, just do it. Just pull the trigger and do it. And so in my own heart, I thought, well, it is true. I'm carrying people around and, I, and they're, you know, Trina was in the back. She was behind Mark and her knees are hitting the seat and Lisa's back behind me. And Lisa's like, honey, pull your seat up. I said, oh, my face in the windshield now, baby. I keep, I keep grinding. And so those, those things had a, had a play on me. And I thought, you know what? It, I, I need. Y'all know what I'm talking I need. But what if, what if I didn't need it and just wanted it? Am I hair lip in heaven? Is, am I dimming the lights of glory? I don't think so. So let's come back. He said, whatever you desire. So, so I started studying, and I'm going to give you my list of non-negotiables. Now, I had to come up with one because there's things I want and there's things I need. Number one. I wanted it lifted because you can take a boy out of the country, but you can't get country out of the boy. I just got back from, from Tennessee deer hunting, and when I'm driving through streams, it's a new truck, but I'm driving through creeks and streams. I ain't going to drag a deer a mile out of the woods. I'm going to go get him with my truck. Now, I may walk back there, and I built my blinds. I take my tree stands with my truck. I'm just, I'm just not going to haul all that stuff around. So having said that, it has to be lifted. So I called all the people, the, and how, you know, which trucks were better for lifting. And so, so it boiled down to a limited, um, the other one, what you got? Platinum and the SR5. Well, the SR5 doesn't have leather seats. That was a want. There's nothing to do, but just you get tired of riding and stuff. And, you, you know, you get in leather wants. You want it again. You're like, this is nice. Okay, so that's all that is. I didn't hear. I didn't. I didn't ask you for the money. It had to be white. Don't lean on a black truck in Florida, <laughs> folks. It will fry your body, and you don't want to sit in it. Try. I'm, uh, the AC's running. It ain't cool. It's black. And white don't show sand. You, you get a white truck, it's dirty, you can't tell it. And not only that, but preachers should always have white hat, white truck. We're the good guys. That's just me, not you. It needs oversized tires. What good is it to lift it and keep a rinky-dink tire on it? You ever seen lifted and go tired? So I got a list of what I want. It's got to have a bed cover, and it has to have 20-inch wheels. And then the other thing, you know those little things that Mary Fran wants to step on to get in it? You can leave them hanging out, but they have the kind that hide. You open the door, and they go down. You close the door, and they go in. And when I want one of those. Now, you have to understand, that's a, very, that's a pretty specific list. And it has to have a moving map in it. Because I have the old Garmin. I still, I just gave it to Josh last night. 1980s or 90s. It doesn't have a beltway or nothing on it. When I'm driving down the beltway, it says I'm in someone's pasture. So I get in the truck, I lick it, stick it on the windshield, plug it in, hit go. So I always thought it'd be kind of cool if it was one in the truck. So... So I got this list. So, so Lisa and I get in agreement, and I'm praying for a truck. And I, got, I took all this to God. Not only that, but whenever you pick these guys up at the airport and you throw their luggage in the back, it would be nice if it didn't get wet. So I also want me one of them covers. But the old flip one I had, if you flip it, it will fall apart. 
It can't handle the banging. And I banged it to death, and then I threw it in the dumpster. My old one. So I wanted the new kind that slides. Now, you would think that's very specific. So I go to the, the Toyota dealership, and they called me, and I says, I'm not going to talk to you until I get back Friday. And I walked in there, and I went to Phillips up here in Leesburg. Now, I also had a piece about it. There's this, we need to get into that one day, but I had a real piece. And Lisa said, I just think you're supposed to go to, to, to Phillips. So I walk in, and the guy walked around and showed me every gray truck on the lot. And, he's, and, and here's why. They didn't have a white one that he knew of. Someone had taken it off the lot. There's a guy upstairs that works in the office that's been there a long time, and part of his pay package, they give him a truck. And he drives it for 4,000, 5,000 miles, and he turns it back in. But he lives a mile away, so he don't put a lot of miles on it. So his, his old gray one. So, so I'm in there, and he said, well, everything it seems like you're asking me for, we have a truck on the lot, but it's gray. And we went back there, and it was lifted, had the tires, had the thing in the back. And he said, well, do you want this one? I said, no, it's gray. He said, well... There, I looked for one, and there's not one in the state of Florida, but there might be one coming in on a ship. Now, listen to me. The devil is going to try to talk you out of what you're believing God for. And they, everybody wants to tell you that you can't have what you prayed for, right? Now, y'all got to get used to that because everybody's going to come on and say, well, that's a little excessive. I said, no. So I said, I want to talk to the man that owns that truck back there. He, he said, well, he works, he works upstairs. I said, well, go get him. I want to talk to him. So he says, well, I'll see if I can find him. So he goes upstairs, brings him down, and I says, I want to talk to you about these running boards. Where'd you get them? He says, well, I got them down here, so-and-so and so-and-so. They did a great job. I said, where'd you get that cover? He says, well, I got it, so-and-so. I said, where'd you get it lifted? He said, oh, they did a good job on me lifting. He said, um, I got a, he says, as a matter of fact, I got to turn this truck in. Um, I got a white one in the back I just finished for me. He thinks. I'm trying to help you all with something. When did he start working on that? When I prayed? It, if it didn't have exactly what I want, I would have never. But that's the chances of everything on my list being on a truck sitting there. And he sold it to me and, and, and sold me whatever he put money in. But he didn't upcharge me. That's called favor. And, and finally, I said to him, I says, well, he says, I have a white one in the back. And he says, I have spent weeks getting it ready, everything I want on it. And I said, is it for sale? And he goes, technically. I said, go get it. And the salesman goes, I didn't even know we had one. And nobody else knew they had one. He goes and gets it and brings it around. I said, that's it. Everything on my list. And he's been working diligently on my truck for weeks. And he looks so sad because he's like, are y'all out there? Did you go home? If it wasn't such a miracle... I wouldn't even have bothered telling you, but it started with a picture. I just, Mark 11, 23, got me a picture and hung it on the wall. And everybody come in and say, there's my truck, there's my truck. What, I'm just using my faith. There has to be some desire in there. And there has to be a certain amount of, do you even know what you want? And notice, I never said anything about what all that cost. I never, I don't care. I'm not paying for it. Well, apparently you are. Not really. I won't get into that yet. We'll go there next week. I'll get you to come back. So anyway, we go in there and sign the papers, 1.9% interest, which they didn't have when I went in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so then then the finance man looks at me and says, um, you know, Mr. Phillips is here today. I said, well, I want to meet him. 
He said, you do? He says, we're having a, a lunch in the back for all the employees Thanksgiving. He said, would you like something to eat? I said, absolutely. I've been sitting here talking to you for two hours, and I've missed my lunch. So I go back, and they make me a big turkey dinner, and he walks up, and I meet Mr. Phillips, and I got to talk to him about Jesus. I found out he's a Christian. He said, I gave a million dollars to orphanages to children. And he told me all that he's doing. And then he was joking. And I said, well, I'm going to have to leave in a minute go get my checkbook. And he said, you won't mind? I said, I'm a preacher. Do you want to give me your checkbook? <laughs> he took it and said, no. Put it back in his pocket. <laughs> when I walked out of there, the salesman said, I have never had this happen to me in my life. He said, number one, I didn't know we had that truck. Number two, I didn't know he did all that to it. I can't believe he sold it to you. And I can't believe you got to meet the owner and talk to him about Jesus. Now, in other words, I knew that God orchestrated this. But I'm trying to get you to understand something. It, I, it, had, to, it had to start with me. With a thing called desire. I have never desired anything according to my paycheck or my intellect. He didn't put it in there. If he had it, it would have, I would have been up the creek. All right. According to your intelligence. Well, that ruled me out. I want you, how are we doing for time? Oh, we got 10 minutes. We got a little bit. Go to Mark 9. Are y'all okay? Does this work for everyone? Yes, it does. Why would God tell you to desire something and then not do it? That's why there's so many sad Christians running around. When did I get my truck? When I prayed. When do you, when do you get your healing? Now, I'm going to say something to you, and I want you all to listen to my heart. I stopped praying for people up here. Because y'all aren't ready to be prayed for. You're hoping God overrides your unbelief and heals you through my faith. And you're setting yourself up for failure. It's not going to work. Why don't you go home and get your Bible out and decide what you want? You're not going to dim the lights of heaven if he heals your body. Well, what do you look like well? They told me 10 years ago I had a year to live. I have just not cooperated very well. I have things I want to do. I don't have time to die. It's an inconvenience. I know that sounds stupid, but I just, I don't let myself go there. The negatives are around us. They're everywhere. Don't go down that road with people. Whatever you desire. Some of y'all are happy if you just don't feel bad. I'm not. The, uh, I told the first class, I mean, the first session this morning, I'm going to tell you something. About a year or two ago, I got to where I was having a hard time hearing people. And I just thought, well, I'm 66. And then one day I thought, no, I am not going down that road. I am not. I don't care if I'm 66 or 106. Yes. Now, last, now, I do joke with Lisa. She'll say, honey, what do you want for dinner? Huh? You want something to eat? Huh? Honey, can you hear me? Huh? And about, about that time, I laugh at her and go, honey, I heard everything you said, baby. I do want something. She goes, oh, shut up. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we catch ourselves because everybody tells us that's the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to get old. You're supposed to hurt. I don't hurt. I had a pain the other day, and I had to talk to it. 
You get off of me. You ain't getting on me. I don't hurt. I'm not old. I'm not getting to. I'm not, I'm not going to grow old gracefully. I'm in rebellion against it all in the name of Jesus. And I will run and not be weary. I will walk and not faint. Amen. Glory be to God. And I can hear good. Amen. So listen, it's, it's according to your desire. It's not according to God. Mark 9, 14. Let's go over there and I'll, I'll try to close with this. You have no idea how much fun it is to sit and plan what appears to be not possible. It is fun. As though the Bible were actually true. What if this book were true? Wouldn't that be cool? I'm preaching, I'm, I'm hoping you're all getting this. Say, my best days. They're ahead of me. Next week, we're going to get into the pie mentality. We have got to get rid of this poverty mess. Jesus, he fed everybody with one boy's lunch. He, there's no such thing as shortage. If you believe big, you're not taking someone else's money. Lisa and I know people. We won't mention names. They say they're frugal. They're tight. They're tight. How? That's terrible. We would love to come see you, but we just don't have the money. Well, you would be if you weren't so tight. Never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. Lisa, help me out right now. Okay, fourteen. When he came and when he came to disciples, he saw a great multitude around the scribes disputing with them, and they saw him. They were amazed. Uh, teacher, verse seventeen. And one of the crowd answered and said, "Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit." And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth, gnashes with his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples, and they could not cast it out. And I asked them to cast it out, but they could not. And he said, oh, faithless generation, don't you know that this is not the will of God? What did he say? He got on to him. Listen, that's a powerful thing. That's not what's being taught in every church in America right now. 99% of the church. No, it's not. It's whatever God, whatever God, whatever God. Jesus never said that. Never said it. He said, according to your what? All things are possible with God. He never one time said, well, you know, you never know what God will do. That's not even in your Bible. There is one place where Jesus was praying before he went to the cross, and he said, if it be thy will. But did he know the will of God? And was it the will of God that he go to the cross? Absolutely. I prayed that when he asked me to pastor. I said, if it be thy will, have this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my, my will, but thine be done. And I came over here and took this church. But folks, there are some things in life you're just going, that's a lot of work. You know, businessmen, it's easier to be a businessman than a pastor. Because I can't charge y'all nothing. Well, ain't nobody out there, ain't nobody out there with a casual, with a, you know, how was the meal today? Pretty good, give me your credit card. Want to put a tip on it? I can't do that. And you think this is easy? I'm believing God. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to God. He's the one who asked me to do it. And I went to him. I said, you have bills to pay. You better talk to your kids. All right. One time I was hoping it would fail. I said, God, if it falls apart, then I can go back and get a job. It didn't. It got better. It's amazing. <laughs> 
All right, now look, now look at this, look at this, verse 20. And they brought to him, and when they saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell down and wallowed and foamed at the mouth, and he asked the father, how long has this been happening? He said, from a child. Often throws him in the water and fire and destroys him, but if, if, look at this, if you can do anything, Jesus, have compassion on me and help me. That's the normal American prayer right there. That's the way everybody prays, and nothing's happening. And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. He threw it back in the man's face. Don't look at me and ask me if I can do it. I can do it. I'm asking you, do you believe I can do it? Do you believe I can do this? Yes, help my unbelief. He said, well, then bring the kid here to me. And tell you, God's waiting on, listen, God is waiting on you. If you're not where you want to be right now, then change the way you're believing right now. Change it. I want you to go back in your Bible when you get home today, and I want you to get that word desire out, and I want you to have the guts to go. There are some things I want. And if you didn't want me to have them, you ought not to put it in the book. He could have said a lot of things, but he didn't say. He just said, whatever you want. And I'm going, I've been looking at a truck. He's going, well, fire your best shot, big boy. You say, well, why didn't you get so-and-so? So, well, that's just, I, I, I work on my faith where I am. I know where I got faith, and I know, and I always stretch it. I always go beyond me. If this happens, it'll be God. Because then if it was me, if I could just go buy one, I'd just go buy one. And, you know, buy a junky one, buy an old used one and go, look at what the Lord has done. But a brand new one, everything on it, that has to be God. Okay, never mind. Wait till you see what else I'm believing for. You'll see the pictures on my wall in there. Oh, Lisa's got diamonds all over the place. She's got diamonds and rubies and her new house and leg and... Lisa thinks that God made every sunset just for her. <laughs> Father God, I know you did that just for me. I'm glad that other people can enjoy this, but I know that was just for me. That's the right attitude. Immediately the father of the child cried out. And he said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw the people, he rebuked the devil, and, and et cetera, et cetera. It, why didn't Jesus look at him and say, there we were waiting on God? He was waiting on the dad. I want y'all to think about this. What is God waiting on you? Faith, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Some of y'all have quit dreaming. You're content to be where you are. Just whatever. Well, what if I believe it and it don't happen? Well, what if you believe it and it does? I want to tell you these young guys that want to preach something. One day soon, I'm going to bring a picture in here of me when I got saved. It's Christmas. I own one pair of jeans, one shirt, one pair of hush puppies with holes in the bottom, and I have a collagen on my life. That's all. I lived in a house with no carpet, no tile, no heat, no air conditioner. We had a cow and a pig and chickens. We didn't have anything, but I had a Bible, and I laid in my bed, and I started dreaming about preaching all over the world, yes. and, and that barefoot redneck has been to 20 nations, because I started dreaming again. You want people to get healed when you lay hands on them? It happens in your bed. You want miracles? You got to get into me. You got to get pregnant. You got to get pregnant with God. Once it happens in you, it'll happen outside of you. Why are we so afraid of this? It's almost like we're afraid to tell people, it's okay to desire. If not, why did he put it all here? You think it bothers? The only people it bothers are your unsaved friends. I told you about working construction. All I want to know where I got all the money. Well, surely you're running drugs. I'm not running drugs. I got fired because I had a new truck and my boss didn't. 
I drove up on a construction site, and he fired me for having a new truck. I said, well, it's not my fault you have a raggedy piece of junk. And he went to the same church I did. The people won't like it. It's not easy to break the poverty mindset. It's not easy to do it. But you can do it. Now, I want you to go back, and we're going to make one statement. We're going to close. You're the believer. God's the performer. Don't try to figure out how he's going to do it. You don't know that. You leave that alone. Well, how's that going to happen? I have any idea. It's crazy fun to go through the Internet and start finding all the pictures of what you want. Down, put them on your refrigerator, putting scriptures on them. And at first you feel like, this is crazy. How does this work? And when it does, you're like, oh, my God, it worked. Something will happen. And bam. See, where's your new house? It can be anything you desire. I don't care what everybody says. When Lisa was believing for a husband, she did this. And the only thing the Lord said, that age thing, change it. He didn't tell me to take anything off my truck. He just told her, no, you can't do that. And she told you, she said, oh, no, I'm going to marry an old man. Well, I told somebody, I said, she'd rather have a used Rolls Royce than a new Volkswagen. <laughs> Isn't God good? I challenged you with everything in my heart today. I have a desire. I want to see everybody in this room. Your best days are ahead of you. Whatever you're going through right now, I am trusting God. Change it. Go in your Bible and find out what it is you want. Find the scriptures, and I want you to start dreaming. Just sit back and watch God do what God does. You're not going to dim the lights of heaven. Father God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for every person sitting in the sound of my voice. And I know that while I'm sitting here, there's people in this room that have needs, great ones. And I just showed them how to, how to get you to fix it every time, 100% of the time. Father Dr. Cho went to build a one million person church with the same principle he used to get a bicycle, a Schwinn in a country where there was no Schwinns and a mahogany desk where there was no mahogany desk. And once he found out that you would do it, he has taken those same principles and done mighty things. Father, we have needs, and people in this church have needs, whether it's healing, whether it's financial, whether it's their marriage or their children. I pray they'd walk out of here today armed with everything they need to turn it around. We give you thanks for this, sir, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.